Hi, and welcome to this week's uh, Keen Minds podcast. We're covering the eighth episode of the fifth season of NBC's The Blacklist, Ian Garvey. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa. And we are definitely wearing black bands in our arms, or at least in our soul's arms. <laughs> My heart. I just, I, I have been utterly useless the last 24 hours. Because I started right before the episode where I was getting nervous and I'm sitting there trying to talk myself down because you guys heard me. I had all the logic, all the logic planned out. I I think I know what they're doing. I don't like what they're doing. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very unhappy with what they're doing. But it's not my show. They don't owe me my character surviving. But I can still remain very unhappy right now, which I am. I, I think that, that ha- I'm not a shipper, but I think that if I were, I would be uh, far more devastated than I am. So I t- totally understand that. I am pretty devastated because just I like Tom and I would like to have had a lot more resolution and just as the dynamic between Red and De- and, 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 and Tom there's, were getting so phenomenal. There's so much left unresolved. Redemption is huge. And at this point, it we, we talked about this when, when Liz quote-unquote died a couple seasons ago. If she was really dead, why would anybody care about the father question? At that point, why does anybody care? Okay, well, John's promised us redemption tie-ups. Why does anyone care at this point? Tom Keen is in the morgue. He's gone. He's dead. Why do we care if Scotty and Howard are still bickering in the background and waging war with each other? Why do, you mm-hmm. know, I, like, I liked Cat okay, but the fact that nobody has mentioned anything about it, with the exception of both of our families are weird or something like that, I, I'm a little upset over that. Um, I, I don't, I, I know there's only so much time in the day to put into stuff, and I, the timing on the blacklist, I've always had a little bit of trouble with. Sometimes I feel like they, they let things lag too long before they answer it. I mean, this is not the first time I've brought that up, but this, the thing is, even if you come up with it a couple seasons later, as long as the characters are still alive, you can bring it back around. Yeah, it might be a little bit further down, but things happen. I can get past that. You kill the character off, then you've got an issue. Nobody get, nobody cares at that point. We're all, you have pretty much lost the majority of the Tom Keen fans. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the Keen squared side, because that doesn't matter. These are the Tom Keen fans. These are the ones that followed him over to Redemption. This is a large chunk. Is it going to end the blacklist? I don't know. I don't... I mean, that's not really something that I think about. But you have lost them. And so the people that would have cared about Redemption are gone. We're, we're done. And I and I say that I do plan to continue watching. I have zero interest fandoming over this any longer. Mm. It's It's sucked the life out of me on it. And I may get better closer to January, but as of right now, the only thing I have on my radar blacklist is this podcast, editing it down, and I have a fix-it plot bunny that is ravaging my ankles at this point that may or may not happen. But that's it. That's that's my blacklist experience. And it makes me sick because of how deep I've been in this fandom for the last three years. 
Sorry, I'm a little bit upset, guys. <laughs> Tessa's got yeah. this horrified look on her face, like, oh, this is what happens when Jin gets pissed. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We're good. Um, she blacklisted earlier. Her comment cracked me up. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it on air. <laughs> so, this is... Um, should we start talking first about Samar or Ram and and then we, they didn't have a lot to do. I think that the only thing that Aram had was Aram kind of track uh, um, a, a lot of the things and actually gave Red some information to find Tom, which was actually pretty okay because otherwise he would never have got to home in time. Um, I noticed that he was wearing his plaid tie. It doesn't mean that he's doing something that he shouldn't, but certainly there is a lot of plaid in the post office, which is starting to make me convinced that there may be something to that thing that Ian Garvey is actually Cooper's new boss. And he wants Red Reddington just to do his bidding. Just a thought. <laughs> Just a thought. I honestly, I, I, I've Jen only is... seen it once. I can't, like, I typically, by the time we're recording on Thursday evening, I've seen it at least twice, sometimes even three times, depending. And I've seen it once. I I couldn't even, because, like, when, when they were talking at the end, Tom was, was mumbling a little bit because, hey, the guy was bleeding out. Who blames him? You know, and I couldn't understand what he was saying to Liz. And I was going to go watch it again afterwards, but I just couldn't. I, I haven't even looked for... I, I've seen gift sets that have come across. Thankfully, someone did the season one and the season five parallel of the the stabbings. I, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to whoever did that because I was going to. I can't. I, I'm just not there. Um, and... and- Cooper and uh, Samar, the only thing she said is, are you sure that Tom is not involved in something else? So that that's, you know, the extent of what they did. I, um, I loved Cooper's faith in Tom when he uh, mentioned that to, to Liz. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, whatever he's involved in, you know, basically it'll be okay. He has his reasons. And it just, it showed, it, it was kind of a nice nod back to the fact that those two had worked together a couple different times now. And mm-hmm. that... Tom had earned Cooper's respect. And I yeah, think vice versa as well. It, this has cemented a lot of things that, that are, are just now enter firmly into canon. And, and that is one of them. That Cooper actually held respect in, in affection for Tom. Um, and, and, and Cooper, with, re, with reason, Cooper had seen... And in a moment when he was overcome with emotions, Tom got them out of Solomon's uh, trail. And that was, you know, that was important. He was clear thinking and he was uh, committed. Um, and I love the, that little look that Cooper gave Red when he was entering. It was a stop. And it, it, it carried equal measures of, I'm so sorry this is happening and it, it's all your fault. And that's something I agree with Cooper on. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that when we get to Red. I I hold Red in quite a bit of blame here. Yeah, well, it's it's his tragic fault. That's what what makes yeah, it. And it's I it's think a that... complicated blame, but it's there's still some blame there. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll get to that when we get to Red. Unless you're ready to go into Red. 
Um, wrestler, uh, just being, I love wrestler being the kind of voice of reason, uh, especially in that horrifying bloody scene. Um, I, I love that, that Liz just goes to him and, and she is so desperate. And this is somebody who absolutely knows that terror that he knows that terror in his, in his soul. He knows what it is to fear and to lose somebody that you love. Yeah. And it's, um, it was a nice scene and I, I mean, we saw it before I floated around and was gifted and such before. And it, it was very nice as I've always been a big fan of that friendship and to see him be the one she goes to was a nice, nice reminder of that friendship of how close they are. Mm -hmm. It, it it had a lot of, of, I mean, this episode was, if I had any doubts that the Blacklist is now um, running towards the end, it's not even walking anymore, this would have been the episode where that became utterly clear, that we are tying and we're bringing so many parallels and themes and symbols from other episodes, you can see where we're going. Um, so in a way, I'm not surprising. I'm not surprised by that. I'm extremely saddened because it's you know my second favorite character, um, but definitely saddened. Um, and then finally, we have to go into Dembe before we go into Liz, Red, and Tom. I just wish because... somebody would listen to Dembe for once. You've got to think you're lying. You are being untruthful to them. You are lying to them. Tell them the truth. Tell Liz the truth. Why can't you tell her the truth? I'm just like. He's a broken record. Someday you will listen to him, Brad. That someday needs to be now. I... I, I'm not even sure that, that Dembe is not getting to a point where he's going to say, listen, I can't save you. I can't save you anymore. I mean, Fred is just stubborn. He's getting that. to be beyond redemption. He's really getting to be beyond redemption because, not because of the bad things that he has done, but he's because not learning. He's, he's not, not learning, learning. From his mistakes. And that's that's been a complaint of mine about Red since the get go. When I said that that I had issues with the fact that he hasn't had a lot of character growth, and he has now, and we've seen it, we've talked about it, but he still has a horrible. When we got learning. to the suitcase, he went right back to ground zero, both with Liz and with and with Tom. Um, but Demba definitely was, had this beautiful moment, you know, when, when he's telling you, you didn't ask my opinion, because you know what you have to do. But one of the most interesting things in that episode was Dembe telling Red, because I, I, and I've always been a big defender, like Red is not technically lying. He is, is Red speak. He's skirting the truth. He is omitting, he's misleading, uh, he's using a precise meaning of a word to, you know, so it makes, it sounds like something, but it's not that, it's something else. Uh, and, and, and Dembe call him on it. But what I find most interesting is that Dembe doesn't say, you're lying to Liz, you're lying to Tom. He was very precise in what he said. He said, you're not you're being lying. Honest. Oh, I thought yeah. he said, you're not being it, honest with them. He said, um... You're still lying to Tom, to him, you're, and to Elizabeth. Until, while, while you're still lying, there will be no peace. And that, I think, it's 
it it exemplifies what Red's um, growth will or will not be. If he doesn't learn to trust someone, he will never. He will cause the death of everyone. He will be like a train barreling, uh, taking everybody, including Agnes, to yes, death. Yes, because. In all of this, they went well, well out of their way, the writers did, to make a point of Tom saying, I am doing this because you hide things. That is the only reason I'm doing this. And so the reason he is in the middle of all of this crap is because Red cannot come clean to Liz. If he would come clean to Liz, I don't think, I mean, Tom would be like, well, I wish I knew, but, you know, at least she knows. But because of that, Tom is dead, and Liz was in a coma for ten months. Or ten, yeah, ten months. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so the, when we get to what Demba says in the way he looks at it, he said, "I, I found it interesting that he's saying you, you're, you're still lying to him," which means Red has been lying to Tom. And think about the things that they've been saying. It is obvious that in all this hiring on of Tom. There is something else. There is something else in all this mystery that is not just, hey, he went to the unoperative, he went to the major and got the best operative to look after Liz. There is more here. I think he knew. At some point, he knew he was Christopher. I mean, he had to have because he popped off about it. I. That's another thing I want answered. There, I have a list of things that are... I mean, you've got your things as a fan that you want answered, you know. I was like, oh, we get the major back, sweet. Yeah, But those are, you know, if we had a five-second window that we could do this, I would love to see. But then there are things that are important, like the fact that Red knew that Tom was Christopher and that he held it. I, I need information about that. I need redemption wrapped up. I, you know, there's just so I think it much. will come. I think it will come. And, and, and wait, Who cares now besides wait, me? <laughs> wait until you until you get to the end of, of uh, the blacklist. I've always said, and I, you know, I think by now, I'm, you know, not to, to my own heart, although I sometimes have to. I think that I'm probably among the people who have had most people, most things predicted that come right. Um, and I was until last night. Yeah, well, you did pretty good. Hey, you did pretty good, and un- until the last second, you did pretty good. Yeah. I was right then, up there until the point that counts. <laughs> yeah, well. It's, I had someone that was in, don't get me wrong, she was trying so hard to make me feel better, and nothing was going to make me feel better last night. And she said, well, at least they gave him, you know, as good of, like, if they had to kill him, at least that, you know, he died fighting for Liz, he died, you know, being a hero, basically, all of this, and that is all completely accurate, don't get me wrong. I said, yeah, but then they killed him, and that kind of puts a damper on it. You know, <laughs> I said, all of these fantastic scenes that I would just be gushing over right now mean nothing anymore. <laughs> because mm. that cold bu- bucket of water came over my head as he flatlined. And didn't come back. Because, I mean, characters flatline all the time on shows. And then a few minutes later, you're like, oh, they shocked them back. Oh, that's nice, mm. you know. And uh, I, I'm going to be angry this entire podcast. I just apologize. I'm just going to be angry. Because I, yeah, I talk about it and I'm getting riled. Yeah, that. even her eyes have this 
hard to look on them. Yep, that's a mad gen. Um, now there, there. Now we have, I think, to go into into. Um, let's go into Liz because Liz has. We're going to have to talk about all these things all together. So maybe there is very little order that we can do that. And and Sorry, I know, I'm and guys, I'm us. going to. Yeah, I'm going to be the one who takes the lead in here because Jen is, um, she's um, scattered, beaten up a little bit. Uh, and it's you know, the last, the only thing I was thinking about last night was, oh my God, they killed Tom. In oh my God, how my friends are gonna do? Um, yeah, and, I got a message immediately after it happened. Tess is like, "Are you okay?" I went, "I don't know yet." <laughs> It was the most honest uh, answer I knew how to give. And then about an hour later, I'm like, nope, no, I am not. <laughs> I found my answer. <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk first about about Red, because Red, um, Red is my favorite character. I love Red. He's a very dark, very gray character. However, I am, I, I got, I, this is a, this is a turning point for Red. If Red does not learn from this, if he doesn't overcome his tragic flaw, I can tell you exactly how this is going to end. This is going to end with everybody dead, and Red standing over the over the the the, the grave of Agnes. This is how it's going to end because it, this is the point where he is. Um, Tom didn't even want honesty. Tom wanted trust and Liz wanted honesty. And Tom was the, the, the person who made Liz, his Liz happy was Tom. And not even because of it, he could not trust to say, listen, this is what it is. And, and be a human being to another man who he acknowledged freely that does everything because he thinks that Liz, for Liz's uh, well-being. So at this point, I think that Red is inching, and I've always been a stout defender of him that, he's, that he has reasons, but we're getting to the point that no matter what the reasons are, he is now careening into the tragic flaw it's taking the world with him i agree i 100 percent agree with that it's and, and that's that was actually my reasoning behind thinking tom was going to survive it had i mean i had reasons for tom himself but my biggest reason was i didn't think they would be willing to set their lead guy up to fail like this because he just cost his daughter her dream he just cost his grandchild her her father he took he took from his from his grandchild the father the one thing that he told Liz in that beautiful scene that we've had um in uh it, with Ames that it's all about him it's him he removed Liz's father from her when he decided to go on his revenge quest and that everything that he has done is not about Liz is all about him and his guilt so now he can add on top of that that he 
left his grandchild without a father. Grandchild without a father and for the first time for the one. first time in a very long time Liz felt happy. Yeah. And he well, cost her that. It was not intentional. And and I I know that if anybody that is inclined so I may get some comments about this, but I've been saying it all day and no one's bothered me over it, so they may just know better by this point. <laughs> as I've been in a mood. But I, I say this not as in Red intentionally went and cost her this. I think this is going to eat him alive. And just as you were saying, the key is learning from it. I don't know if that's going to matter at this point. I do not well, know because he's already cost it. He has cost her dream. Now, he may be able to save Agnes, but I'm not sure he'll save the relationship with Liz. In whatever those bones are, they weren't worth this because he's going to lose Liz over this. There are very few things she would leave her, leave her father over. I think this is it. It, it was, it, and also because Red here was going way past his usual Red speak into lies. He was lying left and right. This time, even to Liz, where he was like, "Oh, you! I talked to you twenty minutes ago. Well, I'm I'm scared about my husband. Do you mind that I call you about something? About have you? And then he says, "Oh, it, but my my uh, I had a lead about the murder of Nick, Nick Corpal. He knows very well that the lead is about Tom's too, but he's not saying that. Um, he's not technically he says, lying to her. He's just not yeah, even delayed honesty, now he, just choice honesty." Now they have stretched, he has stretched that so thin that is, it's not longer recognizable as a lie because he says, I, my lead was about Nick Corpal, Nick Corpal's death. That's a lie because only, once you put that only there, that's, that's a lie. And, uh, and even if he didn't like vocalize the only, that's what he made her believe. So now we're going into a territory that it's not the red that has always been. This is a red that is desperate. That and and he tells Dembe, I don't know why I can't be honest with her. And that's that's what got me. That's what made me so like I was hurt up until that point. You know, like in, until I started thinking it through, and realized that. I mean, while he's probably keeping this from Liz because he's afraid it'll affect their relationship. That that is my best guess. With with Red, that seems to be a typical reaction for him. But it was a very simple question. Why can't you be honest? I don't know. I mean, this is Dembei that knows everything, that knows all the secrets. There's no reason to lie to him on this. And Red says, I don't know. And so basically... In obviously not from a writing's perspective, it, not from a writing's perspective, but from from Red's perspective inside the story, Tom Keen just died for nothing because he doesn't know why he can't be honest with Liz, and that that made me insanely angry at Red. I was just so mad, not not in yeah, like he's. Uh, He's, he's also lying to Liz, telling him the situation is not bad. He knows it's bad because the guy just told him it's bad. Um, he tells um, Dembe that, he tells um, 
around that Tom got himself involved in something bad and, and is taking lists, is manipulating Aram into giving him information uh, in order to get there, which, you know, okay, was to, to, to save him. But in that moment of honesty, he could have still stopped it when he calls, them, uh, he calls Tom on the, um, on the speaker. He could have got, oh, that- he could have said, listen, let's, let's just talk this through. I got so upset, like in the middle of that scene, I sent uh, Chris M23 message. I went, how dumb are they? He just shone a spotlight on Tom and then Tom jumped happily into it by answering the damn phone. I was just well, so Well, I don't mad. think that he was there unless, of course, Ian Gavi well, is on the FBI and then he has access to all those nice Reddington little things. Reddington didn't know who was there. He shone a spotlight on Tom called total attention go answer the red phone really so not only answer the phone but here's a very specific place so that if anybody is following you you have just broadcasted your where you are i mean it just, the fact that red did it and then the fact that tom followed up on it chris and i were talking about we said they are both being so emotional right now this is so stupid I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't concerned about that because I don't think that anybody knew where he was. Uh, But my concern is that at at that moment, he they both still have. They had two moments in which that could have done. When Tom says, "You know, uh, if you don't trust me by now," for a moment he had that smile when they finally, you know, they worked together well with that. Even they they managed to get out the three of them alive. It was great. It was the bones. and he switched the bones. That's what he, he got was smirking about. And he, yeah, and he talked about it, but he's there he is. He got the Molotov cocktail, which was a great move because it allows them to get, you know, to get away. It, they, they did great. And he's having this smile, this kind of goofy smile because he's all banged up. Um, and, you know, says that was that was fun. And then. He says, if you don't trust me by now, it's like I am married to your daughter and we just work together. We are together in this. This was Tom telling him, I want the, I'm married to your daughter. Can we stop this stupid thing of, yeah. of you hating Get your son-in-law? <laughs> and, and and that was a moment. And then he goes into this thing about the wedding, which I'm sure it was an honest reaction with Red. But that wasn't what Tom was saying. He basically telling Tom, I wanted to kill you, but I didn't because you are... Uh, what makes Elizabeth happy and so there I am powerless instead of saying okay you know what maybe I'll tell you what this is about maybe I'll tell you even the reason why I can't tell you about no instead I'm just going to tell you how I didn't love I didn't kill you when I wanted to um and, and then they call him on it like you're still lying so there is something about that involvement of Tom Keen that is peculiar, and I want to go there into now, if if you don't mind, the major scenes, mm. because we have got a lot of canon here. I want to go back to those so bad, and I will hopefully someday, because I, you know, how much I love that. I, I love to hate that relationship is really what it boils down to, because the major is so twisted, and he twisted Tom up so badly as a kid. I mean, because he wasn't you know, twisted up before being stolen as a small child, you know, the major came and put the icing on the cake of all the trust issues. And um, I I just, I saw him and I, I legitimately cheered 
It was I was so excited to see him. Um, it, it, we, we've learned a lot of, uh, we actually got quite a bit of canon in, in, in dots on the eyes that have been firmly placed. First of all, Scott is this middle name, like Scotty's middle name, not her last name. That wasn't supposed, that wasn't a whoops. Uh, we were going to call Sam Scott and then we decided to go Will Horn. It was, she's called Elizabeth Scott. Milhorn is right there and they focus the camera on it. So it's there. Yeah. That's her name. Uh, the other thing is, Tom never knew that he was working for Reddington. How on earth could he sell him to Berlin when he didn't know who he was working for? I think he did at some point. He knew at some point. I don't know when. Not when he married her. Because, you know, when the major is calling her on it, like, you know, the, the, that's a target. He says her name is Elizabeth Keene. Elizabeth, it's a very, um, very interesting scene because, well, it has so many parallels in it. I just, I was like in parallel heaven and this pain of Tom dying. So it's a very complex emotion for me on this episode. Jen is just bummed out. I'm like, kind of like, oh my God, he was so good. Oh my God, he died. Oh Lord, this is terrible. That's anyway. what I was saying. You know, the amazing episode that it was, was doused for me. It Like everything else was negated. Because they killed Tom off. It just, mm. it, it killed everything for me. I was done, you know. Oh. Uh, well, the advantages of being a theorist. <laughs> so as long as there's a bit more theory. I'm a writer. I've been in this guy's head for the last three years, and then there's nothing. Just nada. And that that's what's getting me, I think. Is mm. that I've, I mean, I, I joke that I should have a degree in Tom King with all the metas I've written, with the fan fiction I've, you know dropped into as deep as I can go into his personality, his background, everything, and called quite a bit correctly mm -hmm. over the years. You did. With Tom's character development. Because mm -hmm. I know Tom Keen very well. And then they went and took him away from me, and I'm very upset. I'm <laughs> taking this very personally. <laughs> I know I shouldn't, but I am. I know this is not a personal swipe from the writers. I am well aware of that on a logical level. But I'm allowed to be illogical every great once in a while. <laughs> yes, you are, ma'am. This is my moment um, here. <laughs> so, You've been but, so but, good and positive. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> yeah, now it's another time. Now, the, the, there, were, there were very interesting things with that scene with, with Tom. Um, first we saw the, the Tom, you know, he gets the assignment. He doesn't know he's working for Red. And it's interesting because... There is a little snippet there that I find most interesting, and this is this is where my my theories are going. Like, oh wait, spotlight, Tom, which is something that I called again, and everybody said no, 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 no. He just got in and did whatever he he wasn't supposed to do. No, remember I called it. He was supposed to meet Liz. He was supposed to be a friend of a friend, remain in the periphery of her life. And then what happened? He designed a personality that was supposed to be for Liz the most unattractive thing on earth. A geeky school teacher that, you know, I mean, come, the woman is going with, with grifters and, you know, she's, and then this geeky guy. But she see, he sees the, geek, the girl and I was like, oh, she's cute. Says you're not to get involved with her, you know, so. Bud was so Something offended is... by the whole thing, too. <laughs> so pissed. <laughs> it's like, well, 
I imagine because either like the major has never seen it referred to a target, a female target like that, or something in that was like, what are you saying, it, Dan? It should have set off all the alarm bells for Bud. It really should have, because he should have known Jacob well enough for that. But apparently he didn't. All he saw was the dollar signs and and, he, and yet that's you. what the part that I'm saying maybe not maybe there is a bit more why it was Tom even when Tom said oh she's cute and the mayor's like you're not supposed to get involved and Tom is like putting the eyes up already and you know that there is so many warning bells that that should have been saying like you know Palsy let me give it to somebody else somebody will find her horrible um, no, he gives her that. Then they meet again and says the, the 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 contractor is livid and he's going to kill you. Get out. And he still doesn't. And then we learn that that Red was at the wedding. You wanna talk about the wedding? I don't know. <laughs> I like I went into this episode knowing that we were gonna get wedding and I, I was gonna gif it. I was gonna do this whole set of all the, the keen weddings and I had this whole big plan for it. And it was gorgeous. It, it was. I I was thrilled. I but and I liked the idea of Red being there. And because I, I wrote a one shot in part of the Truth and the Lies series that I did in which Tom at their first wedding was really expecting a bullet to the head the entire time <laughs> because I could see that happening in which that, you know, especially if he didn't know it was red, but if he knew that there was this guy that was, the, you know, hated him for mm. what he was doing, that he probably had to have thought of that. And it was a gorgeous scene. I, I, wonder... I, I enjoyed Red reiterating that Tom was safe because Liz loves him. I mean, that, that has been hammered in, that Red is well, well aware that Liz loves Tom. And I, I feel yeah. like I, I saw someone online complaining about that they took time to go over things that we already knew talking about Tom, you know, doing this for Liz, Tom loving Liz from the get-go, etc., etc. And I said, well, yes, they did reiterate that, but there's a lot of people out there that seem to have missed that memo, that that's why Tom's been here. All the scenes, you mean? Yeah, I, like, I said that they came through and they were being very blatant about it. Yeah, they, they missed yes. it. But they were being, the writers were being very blatant because I think that for, for all of my disagreements in their choice right now, as it stands, I do think they were doing their best to send him out well. And they were trying to clear up any confusion, any misinterpretations, what have you, that it was all a job for Tom well, at the beginning, I, because I think, it never was. I, I I think that for the writers and, and the grand scheme scheme of you know millions of viewers worldwide, uh, the, the the small super fandom shipper community it's a blip. I mean, the small the, you can even take the shipper out of there. The small super fandom we are a blip. We're 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 like a little drop in the ocean. The majority of people up. I, I was going. My husband says. What scene was that? I'm like, 
You don't remember the ring when she was put in the closet? There was a ring. Oh, she was put in a closet? And this is a guy who sat with me and have watched the episode sometimes twice. She's, he's even done a rewatch of season one and two with me. So, yeah, we're a blip in the ocean. It's I I honestly think that that they were those points that they were reiterating are very important for the overall mythology. And and I warn anybody, um, you, you like Tom Keen or hate Tom Keen, um, those points, if you don't get them, you're never gonna get the mythology. That's simple. Tom fell in love with with Liz but knew that he was already getting pretty involved just looking at the picture of her and sent him in. Um, and that Red was at the wedding. And so all of those points that have been hammered in this episode are very, very important in mythology. I'm sure and, they will. And, and they clear a lot of the misunderstandings in the small but extremely vocal group of antis yeah and which finally got their wish and i'm guarantee they're not gonna be happy with what happens later yeah um i'm not even gonna go there um it's a point of contention. i i, I tell i'll tell you this this show is going to descend into the kind of darkness that a lot of people will will leave because of the darkness i it's yeah, getting there i just I as it stands right now, from what, from where I see this going, with her basically becoming a vigilante at this point, I if that's where they end it, because I mean, what are they gonna do unless they fake Tom's death, which is a very small percentage of a possibility. Um, but unless they do that, she's lost her dream she's lost her family when she finds out red was involved in all of this even though he never meant for tom to die she may lose him or he may lose her you and remember you never mentioned that that you were in the in the room with him when yeah. uh, as he was dying minor detail she was pretty yeah you know and it's just It's going to be bad. And I, I'm i a big fan of... I write <laughs> dystopian stories. My original stuff tends to be along the dystopian line. And so I, I understand going dark. I understand looking at the tougher points of a story and the hard questions to deal with. I get that. I love that. I'm there for that. But there has to be a glimmer of hope. And if there isn't a glimmer of hope, I don't want to be there. Because there's enough darkness in this world that I don't need to be spending my free time delving deeper into it. I can turn the news on for that. And if that's how this story ends, it's their story to tell. The Johns have their story. I believe that they've been working on it straight through. I don't think that they've purposely misled anybody. But if that's the story they end up telling, I'm I am personally going to be very disappointed. That's just my where I'm coming from. If it if it goes so dark and never has a glimmer of hope at the end, 
Um, maybe it'll be Agnes. Maybe Agnes is the only hope we've got. But I think it sucks they've taken her dad away. Well, from her. we're going, and it's funny because do you remember when when uh, there was we were talking about the suitcase, and I said Kate's objective was to get Tom killed. Well, objective correct. Yep. She got him killed. Bye back, bye back, bye back. Janice in no in no position to be patting my back, so I'm patting my own for you that don't yeah. can't see it. <laughs> so um I think that can, can we go into that fantastic scene in the in the uh, barn with Tom? Because that was that was a that was just awesome. I mean Tom is there. We got Pete's body, uh, Lena's. They put him on the table. They got this plastic thing, and they put Lena through the wood chipper. This is eight I, o'clock at I night, did, and they put Lena through the wood chipper. I did notice that they put up a viewer discretion advice at the beginning. I went, "What are you people about to do?" And then that happened. I went, "That's why." <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the wood chipper in in one of the promo pictures. I'm like, "Oh boy, this is not gonna be." It's going to be messy. So in that scene, I mean, we have, um, did you see all the parallels? There's a lot of blood. Remember, read description of, uh, list description of the Zamani scene. There was blood. All I saw was blood. This is just like that. She's coming into a scene when there is just blood everywhere. Uh, did you notice that Tom, when Tom gets a little piece of, of necklace of the necklace uh, that Lena was wearing. There was also a piece of bone. So even if she, they couldn't make him take the plastic ties with the bone, they still managed to put a bone in there very similar to the one that I used to try to get away from Berlin and very similar to the one Berlin used to get away from the guards that were sent from his daughter. And there is, you know, the bones of this young lady that was uh, put through the chipper. Thank God she was dead. Yay. Yeah, I, um, I would rather be dead if they're going to put me through mm, a wood chipper. Yeah. Um, that was what he was threatening Tom. He's like, just put him through the wood chipper. Don't bother killing him. Um, I mean, the man is a psychopath. Oh, yeah. He is so far the best island villain they've ever had. This guy made Berlin look like, like a little... His gentleman, <laughs> who has a minor complaint about, you know, something that was very polite food. complaint, <laughs> very yeah. polite complaining. Yeah, oh. I mean, this this guy is bad. Um, did you notice that it looked very much um, uh, when Liz gets in there? It's just like that scene, you know. And then we get another repeat of that scene when she gets in the house. Uh, but. The fight that Tom did there was unbelievable. And it's funny, as, as Cooper is saying, don't worry, he'll get himself out of that. And Tom and Red is saying, she, he probably have a plan already in motion to get away from the people that he that are holding him. And he Red knew is that because he, there. he was in the plan. He was the plan. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and he had a guy there that kind of was looking as things were being put through a chipper. And the guy is like, oh, it's bad. As the chipper goes, wearing and blood is splattering everywhere. Oh, that's so much for being not being dark enough at 8 o'clock. Yeah. 
They just wanted to prove it. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, blacklist. Then how about that scene when Red comes in, opens the car door, and Tom is still hesitating? Didn't it remind you of the scene when in in um, Ellie Matchett when they drop the cop and Liz is like, like having this like, I don't know what, and she's not getting in the car and Red is like, get in the car. I'm not Did pulling that it? scene from my brain. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, bring the car. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Um, just they they beat on him so badly before killing him. Good heavens, they made me yeah, look tame. Yeah, but it was it was it was, it was a, they were very they were very fun scenes because they at least they gave the character an opportunity to do what they did what he did best. He, oh yeah. He managed. He's a tough guy. He got patched up by Red. Uh, he's not even like rigid. No tie. No anything. Just I'm going to sew you up. I'm going to do this. There's like nothing. No, I no, did, no baby here. I did here. love the uh, the light teasing with Red while he was patching him up. When he said, "Well, it could have gone a little more uh, northeast," and so yeah. he saw a lot of trouble and popped him very lightly on the back of the head. Mm-hmm. It just it was such a father-in-law sort of statement. <laughs> You know, when it, when father-in-law and son-in-law are spies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, other guys go like, yeah, I could have married somebody better. Um, I guess here is after dousing somebody with alcohol and sewing them up and all that. Um, it, it reminded me, that scene, to the wrestler scene. The, yeah. the scene in the box when he's patching up wrestler. And it's funny because in that, there isn't the emotional thing. I mean, he has, he knows wrestler is being, you know, betrayed him and went to, uh, well, betray him, tried to kill him. Um, he knows all these things, but he, they hadn't the emotional quality that it had with, with and, and, and think of that at the time. Think about what Red said to wrestler. When I used to, um, I used to despise people like you. So when Red saves Wrestler, he despises Wrestler um, and still saves him. And now he's saving or helping the son-in-law and he's still making jobs on him. So you can see that the relationship is really and truly that of an in-law. And he reminded me so much of Dom and Red. Yep. You know, a little job. Yes, you're hurting because your daughter died, but I still can give you a job. Yep. Like you're you're waiting for a for a hug, sympathy, um, a kind word. Anyway, um, I don't know any other. So from there on, we go into the scene where where he gives Red. They have that great opportunity, and both men have tragic flaws. They're in the car. Tom has switched the bones. And Red is, and he gives Red an opportunity to come clean. He says, he's telling him, I need trust. And Red, instead of giving him trust, gives him a story about why he didn't kill him. Yeah. And Dembe is like, I'm so done with this. You're lying, and they're never going to be peace until you stop lying. I love that man. I just wish somebody would, somebody, somebody being red would listen to him just once. That's all I ask. 
I'm interested why Denver never went to Tom and said, I guess because he would seem, it would seem like a betrayal, like saying, you know what, maybe it's a time to, maybe there was nothing to do. Maybe until Red does it. And Red is a man who first called grudges. I mean, he's still holding a grudge against Tom. <laughs> They've been married for two years when the series opened, and it's been five years. Yeah. So this is seven years. Nearly a decade holding, into this. <laughs> yeah. He's still holding the grudge that I told you not to get involved, and you didn't. And at the end, is a lot of, is an incredible amount of, of, Red is really an arrogant man. Remember when he said I was arrogant, I was different. And and the thing is, like, he's still deep inside, he's still the same arrogant man. Yeah. Because you cannot tell somebody don't get involved. You can get tell somebody not to get involved. Says, I, you know, don't make excuses. Like, I wasn't making one. I fell in love with your daughter. But something in this thing, um, I want to also, um, before we continue into red, I want to say something because I think it is very interesting. Do you remember in one of the, the scenes, the deleted scenes with Kate and Sam, and she says how, um, you know, that he's she's now called Elizabeth because she says I treat her like a queen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now remember when... Um, the major says, but I don't care if she's Queen Elizabeth and knew that. screwing her uh, makes, you, makes king. you the king. Yeah. Makes you king. <laughs> screwing the queen makes you queen. And then I'm starting to get a feeling that somehow Liz and Tom were supposed to meet. And, and there's, you know, the queen and keen and there's something going on in my head. I can't put a word. I can't. I don't have anything. But there is also something that tells me somehow these guys were supposed to meet. Well, I don't know where it's going, but I just know that there is something there. And and I love how in the middle of like, his the guy has been escaping this scene that the guy, his own man told him he was horrendous. And the thing is like I told you about the the about the suitcase. I mean, he looked like a toddler he looked like he was a seven-year-old yeah i told you uh, are you kidding me what kind of red is this is a kid descended into being a seven-year-old you're not gonna hear me com- counter you on this no. i'm so upset with red right now like um yeah you're not gonna hear me counter it if you're waiting for me to deny this or somehow offer up some sort of defense for Raymond mm-hmm. Reddington right now. It's not happening. All right. How about when Liz goes, do you remember in, in, uh, in, Car- in, um, oh, Tom Connolly, Liz goes into Union Station to look at some cameras and Cooper is distracting the guy, uh, telling him, you know, to pay attention on something. And meanwhile, and he's distracting the guard. Yes. Meanwhile, Liz is looking at the cameras. That was very similar to the scene where Tom is looking at the cameras and Lena is taking a picture of the camera and Lena is distracting the guy. So you're, you're getting so many repeated imagery in scenes. It's almost like you can see where this is going. This is beginning the picking up of the things. Of, of all those dangling ends. What, what I would love for it to be a another parallel scene between the Keens is the fake death. 
they could just do mm. that one for me, I'd be totally okay. All would be forgiven if they, if this is a fake death. I don't think and and, th- and there is nothing to say that they couldn't do it. I personally think he's he's dead. But then again, who knows? For all we know, this is Cooper who got the fake death. Because hmm. Cooper is the one who identifies the body. Yes, is, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It could be wrestler, but Cooper went himself. Yeah. I think that goes back to the respect, though. I think that goes back to the respect. But if they were ever going to pull it off, it would not have been ready. It would have been Cooper. Yeah, that's fair. Um, also, then we're getting to the... Um, oh, did you notice the old car in the barn covered with a tarp? Just like the one in Cape May. Oh, was it? It's also covered with a, with a tarp and oh, it's old. Yeah. It doesn't work, so... That you're getting all these imageries. The scene of the kitchen table where Tom is sitting there and Tom is patching his his back. That's just like the scene with the kitchen table and Dom and and, and Brett eating the eggs. They're sitting at a kitchen. Well, I mean, there's a lot of kitchen stuff. I mean, that that one's kind of a stretch there. Nobody was um, patching anybody up. No, but. There was a kitchen table involved and there was a father-in-law or father-in-law figure with a son-in-law figure and um, they're not having a, they're having a little, yeah, yeah. they're just, I know um, there's some that are very, very uh, tenuous, but they're there. Um, did you notice something that... Um, that um, that Tom hole in the shoulder was just like the one Katarina had in Requiem. You know, he had, she had a burn or a I hole in the shoulder, yeah. right I, in the same spot. What I noticed about that was it was huge. I don't know what he got hit with, but good grief, that was a bit. I mean, that looked more like an exit wound than an entrance wound. It it could have been a um. Uh, the the kind of shotguns that guys yeah that's had. the only thing and something big it was really yeah big. it was huge um and then um well we we we've talked about all these things that that it's now it's now canon that Tom fell in love with Liz it's now canon that the reason he went to Berlin in whatever way he went to Berlin no Considering that by the time he marries Liz, he had no idea he was working for Raymond Reddington. And um, it may have been Berlin that told him that. Mm-hmm. And he must have been like, oh boy. <laughs> what right did then. I just do? Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. I guess I'm, this well, makes that, me... Well, that's going to be fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I think that you've you've said many times that he had like a little crush on Red, like you know, Red was like the the golden standard, and yeah. and I thought in that scene of the car, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about you, because he looked so happy that they managed to get away, that he Dembe and Red, you know. Oh, you know, I thought that at first too, and then I realized once he switched the bones, that's what he was smirking about. It's it was the same little smile he got as Eugene. Uh, 
Pavlenko, that when he mm-hmm. got smacked down on the car and he got that smirk going, like, I've got you exactly mm-hmm. where I want you. It's the exact same smile he had going there. It's It was, mm-hmm. all right, you're not going to trust me? Well, I'm about to turn you around. You're never going to see it coming. That's Tom Keene. But folks. it was it was interesting because that moment in the car was the last chance that he had to both come clean. It was the last chance for, for Red to give Tom what he needed. And Tom... To 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 tell Red, you know, he was giving him a chance. Tom Tom doesn't trust anybody, and and he wanted trust, and Red can't openly talk about anything. And then finally, we're getting to uh, the parts where they they get to the house. Now, did you find interesting that that Tom asked Liz to take? Agnes, if he were so worried about being dangerous, why not tell Liz I'm coming to the FBI? Why that? Because that to me was like, that's a red flag. He should have told Liz, I meet you in a public place. I'll meet you in. Why? What was it he has to say that he was? And he tells him, tells her, don't tell anybody. Don't let anybody follow you. Don't. Don't tell anybody that you talk with me. That lets me know that there is something about the FBI that is involved in that suitcase mystery. Yeah, it, there's something huge there. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll find out eventually. He, he was. He wasn't something like as soon as he saw it because you see it. He takes a paper. He reads, and then he looks around like, "Is there somebody watching me now?" Like, did you notice that? So there is something in there that is not just personal. It's not about him and Liz and, and Red and whatever person is in there. There's something big. That was my the reaction that got me, hmm. He looks around, and then you see, like, he's trying to figure out all the connections. So it wasn't just like, oh, he saw who it is, and oh, it's immediate. He had to figure out the connections. No, but um, and then he, she comes in and finds him tied to the to the chair. There is the same scene, and notice that Ian doesn't seem to care who Liz is. So, and she's being outed as Masha Rostova. So it's not that. That's not what Ian wants that suitcase for. It's not about Katarina. It's not about he wants to control Red. So what Red thought it was, it's not. It's not that the guy wants money or sell it to him. He doesn't want to sell it to him. He wants to control Red. So Red is wrong one more time. Yeah, he's had a run of that. The um, fight in the house. I. No. Liz. As a Tom fan. I love the fight because you had Tom fighting for Liz that no matter how hard he'd been hit and he'd been stabbed three times, uh, as far as I could tell, like I said, I've only seen it once. I haven't gone back and really, really watched that scene closely. Probably got along with that where he was stabbing him. Um, could have at least potentially. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure he got a kidney or, or, or liver or something. He was heavily yeah. bleeding. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there was a lot of blood there. Um, so, I did mean, you he... notice that use of chair as a weapon by Liz, that he did it with Kirk, too? Yeah. 
Um, you got in. But the fact that he was, I mean, it just that's when the fight came, was when Liz was in trouble. Did you see the, the way they were going to kill her? Yeah, they were going to smother her. They were going to smother her. It was just going right back to the two characters that had been smothered. Tom smothered Jolene Park and Red smothered um, Newton Phillips. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and so I honestly, I couldn't understand. He died underst- fighting. Yeah, he did. Um, I couldn't understand their conversation very well in the car, partially because I was freaking out and partially because they were half unconscious, both of them were, and mumbling. Um, oh. I went back and, and saw a gift set of it, though, and it was, I mean, it was a fantastic scene, but I just, I'm having trouble talking about it because, yeah, it was a good scene, but the good scene was ruined because he ended up dying. It, it would have been a fantastic um, scene if he'd come, if they'd both pulled through. Okay, I'm probably a little weird. And probably the reason why I can be a shipper, because I thought the scene was actually much better because he died. <laughs> I'm weird. I know. I acknowledge. I'm strange. I love that scene. In the, I love the fight in the apartment that when Tom realizes they're going to smother Liz, he gets up. And had he not done that, he would have pulled through. But he saves Liz in... And for those who have been saying, oh, well, you can't have redemption unless you lose everything. Well, he did. He lost his life. And and he wasn't doing anything for himself. It was all to give Liz the truth that he thought she needed to have. And in that scene, that fight in that apartment, Tom with three stab wounds was taking three guys out. Yeah. And a bullet to the shoulder. Yeah. I mean, because he'd had a bullet to the shoulder earlier that day. And he got pretty beaten up when he was in, um, after that, they, the guys beat him up pretty bad. Yeah. They were kicking, they were, they were, you know, the stab wounds, uh, the kitchen, the steak kitchen that Liz was referring to, like, I have a set of steak kitchen, and it would be used to stab your husband again in a kitchen while he's tied to a chair again. Yeah. Uh, Liz uses a chair on the guy, just like she did on 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 Kirk, and I, it was it was beautiful. It was just it was a beautiful, beautiful fight that I love. And Liz is like so out of it. That was a it, and I love the fact that they bring a death that is very similar to Hitchin. So they all they're using always these imageries that they come back. Did Hitchens die because Red pushed her and she cracked her head? Liz almost dies because of exactly the same thing. They hit her and she cracked her head on the floor. Yep. It must have been one hell of a concussion. No kidding. And then the scene in the car. And and Tom is Tom repeats something that he told Liz when he was leaving in 117. And for those who said, oh, the, you know, he's manipulating her. No, he wasn't. Because when he was leaving in 117, he stopped to tell her she was beautiful. And in this scene, he tells her, you're beautiful. Um, and it's, it was, I'm not a romantic person, but I gotta say that scene probably is one of the 
most beautiful and sad scenes I've ever seen. So kudos to the writers, the actors, the directors, and everybody. It was a beautiful scene. And Liz is and and you know, Liz telling Tom, you know, tell Agnes about me. You know, that is it you know, if I like when in the fake death as she said, if if I don't make it, you know, tell Agnes about me, tell bring Agnes to the beach. Um oh, it was it was a beautiful scene. Jenny's speechless. I mean, there, there's not a whole lot more besides, I mean, I mean, there is and there isn't. There's not a lot that I'm really going to be decent to weigh in on. You know the, the, the part that killed me? So see, since you're not talking like a shipper, I'm going to talk like a shipper. There you go. Um, when he says, my list. And he says, yeah. don't go, don't go. We're only two minutes. I can't survive so, without you. Yeah. That's... I can't live without you. I was... And that, that's back to, to when he was holding Agnes and said, I can't do this without her. And he can't. And he couldn't have. And he didn't have to. So up until the moment where you saw him flatlining, you still thought that he was alive. Oh, it's yeah. only when when Red says that he was I, dead. I thought he was alive up until the point where Red said he's dead, and we clipped to the the body in the morgue, and I went, "They did it! Are you freaking kidding me?" And I've been in a mood since. Mm -hmm. Um, I I thought it's very interesting, and another one of my reasons why I think the show is 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 approaching the the final, and and I think it's it's only fitting because you can. This is not a show that you can stretch like a procedural. It has a story, and if you don't wrap it up before you lose the stories, it will drive it will drive people crazier than 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 it is. And I've always said they can't give you too many answers because it's like one of those. You remember those, they're cards, they're made out of like they're three-dimensional cards. And when you lift one thing, they all come together and you see what it is. And until you do, you don't, you have no idea what you're looking at because it's all flattened out. That's exactly what it is. They can't just lift a little bit at a time, otherwise you'll see the whole thing. And I think that this gives them the fact that 10 months have passed and then it will be probably another two months or three months before Liz can actually, they, they talk about having like a requiem uh, episode for her in which is that's the one where she was walking in the woods and and she's talking you know remembering Tom and and coming to terms with that and and apparently the task force is being given cases all this time so in 10 months you can have wrap another 50 numbers out of there that we will never see and that will allow them to to compress this the scene and in the the story Do you, do you have anything else to add? Um, not really. I have a, a lot of the... Oh, the one thing I want to mention, and that's for the people who are just looking at theories, is Red has no clue who Ian Garvey is. Yet Ian Garvey made exactly the same argument when Red, oh, they're not going back to the highway, they're going west. So it tells me that Ian and Red have somehow a very similar... Um, a very similar background. 
they can think in the same way. And yet Ian doesn't seem to know or care who Liz is or who Tom is to Red or had no idea about that. All right, so in this a very, very strange episode um, of the podcast. Sorry, um, guys. I know I'm super worthless on this one. I, I've had a lot of my heart and soul into this show, and it's kind of been stomped on. So... Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's always very very hard when when one of your favorite characters um, is killed. But I'm also having my my big problem with with killing Tom, and I know where this is going. This is Liz was always going to have to have a choice if she was going to go full red or not. Um, red doesn't have a capacity for forgiveness. Liz does. Will this stretch Liz to the point where she can no longer? forgive Red, because she's going to go thinking, oh, Red is helping me find out who killed Tom, and it's eventually she's going to realize Red is trying to find the damn suitcase. Yep. He's going to realize that Red knew exactly what was going on, and she might be pissed with Tom, but guess what? Tom is dead, so you cannot push away somebody who's dead, but you can with somebody who's alive. Especially when that somebody that's alive is... Part of the reason the guy's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, this may have just cost Red Liz. And we'll see if he lives to regret it. Um, so, um, you, did you get any idea when you saw Tom uh, reading the DNA what could be? No, I have no idea. I really don't. Because I'm, I don't think it was just the DNA. I think there was something else in there. Because, I mean, Ian made the comment earlier, he said, you know, whatever you think it is, it's so much more. And it gives him control over Red. Mm-hmm. So, Which basically makes it that it's not really about Liz, it's all about Red. Yeah. Maybe it's time to revisit the imposter. I will do that, you know faithfully over the the hiatus uh, and maybe it is time to go back to my crazy theory what if red is not really raymond reddington and he is not this father but he is tom's father yeah no not gonna get on board that one <laughs> it's a tough one it's a really tough one. i mean i've been on that one and uh canon seem to have disproven just because he acts like a father and if he quacks like a dog and walks and waddles like a like a dog is probably a dog. Yep. And with that, doggy things. Um, well, we are um, uh, we are probably not going to have another podcast until you know if we continue. Uh, or... Yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear back from you guys because we started this podcast as a pro-Tom Keen podcast. It was meant to provide a source for fans of Tom to hear pro-Tom Keen. Yeah, a pro-Tom Keen analysis in which, you know, two people that were very fond of him. And without Tom, 
it's it really does put a damper on this. I plan to keep watching uh, come January. I will probably even back out by that point. Um, and so, I mean, if people are are there to listen, we, we will probably be continuing this come January. Uh, but we'd love to hear back from you to, to know if our listenership is continuing on for the back half of Season 5. Uh, so feel free. We're on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. Feel free to drop us a line. Let us know if you're going to continue on um, between now and the end of the hiatus. Because, I mean, I know there are a lot of people that right now have, you know, rage quitted over it. <laughs> That'll be back come January. There's a lot of people give me, that... Give me your, your five words that define Tom King for you. Oh, As a tribute to Tom, character we both absolutely adore for probably very different reasons, or maybe some of the same reasons. What was Tom Keen? What was so great about Tom Keen? It's loyal. I know that's one that'll get a few people irritated, but he was. He was very loyal to Liz. He's clever. Mm-hmm. Snarky as hell. <laughs> he had a great sense of humor. Probably a sense of humor in the entire show. That's what I feel that without him, this is going to go very dark. Yeah. Um, I don't know what how to phrase this, but... Sorry, I'm running on, like, no sleep, guys. I didn't sleep last night. Um... I've not had enough coffee today. The depth of his personality, of the, the the layers that were pulled back, in which he's capable of being both this master spy, very, very talented covert operative, and a family man. I One of the things after Agnes was born that I sort of latched on to was the fact that those those hands that were capable of snapping a man's neck you know in few seconds um that he was so gentle with his little girl and how much she changed him and how he paused and thought about how he was acting after she was born so the the depth of his personality and his character and his development. I think that's four. Um, I think it's slightly different. Devotion. Just the utter and complete devotion to Liz. She was his whole world. That, that was a statement that stuck with me from Jolene. When he said, you know, I made her think she was my whole world. He said that. To try to put her off, and yet, and probably using the truth as yeah, most of I the think, undercovers do. I think he was, and you see it play out over the next several seasons that she was everything to him, to the point that he died protecting her. There's just, I mean, I, I've, I've written metas, I've written stories, I've done a lot in this fandom for Tom and I personally feel like it's a waste to lose him at this point 
I agree. Um, yeah, definitely. The Tomkin, um, you know, at the end, Tomkin actually got to me to be about as much favorite as Red was. And, and that is to say a lot, because Red, with all his immense flaws, uh, tragic flaws. Red is really becoming a, a, a tragic hero or anti-hero, but very those flaws that do not. He seems to be unable to 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 undergo. And and Tom was the same thing. You know, at the point he could have also said, "Hey, you know, I'm a father, and maybe I can I can think about maybe." that if I do something for my daughter is in her best interest. And he couldn't do that. He couldn't trust that. He couldn't trust Red with that. Not that Red has done anything to earn that trust. Um, because he's always been using and manipulating people, even as, you know, he's speeding towards Tom to help or and Tom, recover Tom the suitcase. Tom had just gotten manipulated by his own parents. I mean, yes. the fact that that is not ever going to be resolved makes my heart hurt terribly. I think that they will. I think that they're going to do him. it through Liz. Not for that character. Oh, not for him. No, the character is... But I think that this the, the character, to me, Tom, was an, was an incredibly smart. He had a great sense of humor. And he was probably the only guy that could have married Liz and survive and have the marriage survive. He didn't, but the marriage did. You know, as opposed to Emma's marriage, as opposed to anybody who had a relationship with Liz that could not keep up with Red. And at the end, Red's world, as Liz said, devoured him. And I think that the way this is going, it's entirely possible that Red will basically kill them all. And if that's how it boils down, I will be a very, very unhappy fan. You know, sometimes writers go that direction. Um, I mean, John has stated that he has to convince NBC to let him do his 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 final final finale. I have an idea what it is. I'm not gonna mention it here. Uh, that's very dark, and I'm not sure that he can come here. But anyway. Um, so if you are going to keep listening to us, no matter what, let us know so that we know to continue. Otherwise, uh, we may not. Yeah, well, we'll see. Depending on, we'll see how it goes. Yep. Um, and then in December, I don't know if we're going to record anything or not, but uh, we'll, we'll at least take a video or something and, <laughs> and record. But I'll be up in, in New York, and so Tessa and I are going to hang out and... and uh, hang not be at the set. <laughs> well, I mean, I might. Um, I might mm -hmm. head over to the set. I, I don't know now. Um, I don't think I'll be quite as heartbroken if I don't catch up with them while I'm there. Mm. So, uh, but if you wanna if you wanna catch up with with uh, and filming the Spike Lee movie, <laughs> it's right up my alley. I guess so. Yeah, um, that's pretty close to me. All right. Well, we are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. As we mentioned earlier, you can leave us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr. And so, happy hiatus, everybody. Try not to. Uh, 
fret too much? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> so, um, have a good hiatus. Feel free to drop us a line. Bye.